Hey there, comrade. Welcome to the Capo Podcast. Yesterday, the governor of New Mexico, whose name Michelle something, she declared a national health emergency. What kind, you ask? Was it COVID again? Well, not yet. It was a gun violence health emergency. So what did that silly bitch do? Well, of course, she suspended the lawful carry of firearms in the city of Albuquerque, New Mexico, which, of course, is completely unconstitutional, but that's not the point. The point is to flex her power. The left is doing a lot of that lately, putting January 6th protesters in prison for the rest of their lives, outlawing fossil fuels in California, throwing the leader of the opposition party into prison pretty soon. This is just another example of them saying, screw you, conservatives. That's really what it's about. And that's why all the COVID stuff is going to come back around. They aren't going to do the new COVID lockdowns and mandate mask and vaccinations again because they think it's going to help. The CDC and others have published pieces themselves admitting that the mask and the vaccinations didn't really do what they said they would. It has even been admitted that the vaccine caused some complications, just like the people that got kicked off the social media for saying that back in 20 and 21. Now, they haven't admitted that a lot of people dropping dead from heart attacks and other things have anything to do with the vaccines, but let's be real, they can't do that. But they've even admitted now that it was likely an engineered virus leaked from the Wuhan lab. You know, the one that Fauci was funding and connected to that was doing gain-of-function research. Yeah. They've even admitted that. So no, it won't be about keeping people safe, but it will be about giving you the finger. The mask and the vaccines, the mandates, they'll do it all over again in the coming months. They'll be doing it because they can, because it will be the middle finger to their political opponents. They are spitting in your face and daring you to do something about it because they know that they can. They know they have the power. Then, if anybody pushes back, they're going to use the legal system to throw you in prison and ruin your life, because they can. All the cops and the lawyers and the judges will go right along with it, because, after all, you aren't allowed to question the legal system or challenge the power structure. That's what they want. They're flexing their muscles and they're daring people to challenge them because they feel unstoppable. And right now, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but they are. Because Republicans don't wield any institutional power. If they wanted to answer back, they could. They could outlaw drag shows for kids or ban transgender mutilation surgeries, but they won't. Why? Well, because they're pussies. Uh, I, I don't know. Because they know what time it is and where they stand in the grand scheme of it all. Who knows? But what does that mean for you and me? Well... I don't know. Don't be stupid. Don't go to protest for dumb stuff. Understand that there are two sets of rules, one for BLM and Antifa and another for people who vote Republican. And that's not just on a federal level or in Washington, D.C. Get it through your head and act accordingly. Keep your head down, do good, raise good moral children, and get involved in your local communities. That's the answer. Now let's start the show. I enjoyed that one. I figured that one was coming. Even as I army curled around here. Yeah, you did a good job. Nobody saw you. Good. That's still quite hot. Yeah, your coffee's gonna be hot because it's in one of these double walled. 
tumbler is whatever ramblers it's pointless you have to put at least three cubes of ice before you pour anything in there yeah coffee's too hot it's always too hot let me get a puff of that you want a puff hold on let me water up Welcome to another week of the Capo Podcast. It is this week the return of Yvonne El Terrible, who who had his baby. Yes, we did. I'm back. Back in the saddle, boys. How's the baby? Baby's doing great. Mama's doing great. Uh, yeah, everything's great. Is Bella, like, jealous yet? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She's about 75% of the time, she's just overwhelmed with emotions of loving her baby sister. But then if they ever... Having to cry at the same time. I don't want you to hold baby sister. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, that's coming for me too pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, and can, I already know that's going to be the thing. It can be a handful. Take two weeks. Take two weeks. Okay, I'll, I'll remember that. Actually, do you know Kansas does a two month if you're a state employee, two month paternity leave for women? For nope. men. For paternity for men. Mm. No, like I understand, I I understand why people would want that, but no, like it's not your job's, it's not your employer's job to send you on paternity leave. That's your, that's the wife, that's the woman. Yeah, but I, I hadn't realized how extreme. Like we still think Kansas is probably like it's a, not, re- a red it's state. Blue. Kansas is mm-hmm. blue, man. They vote they yeah. vote red sometimes, but Kansas is pretty blue. Do you know if you get two speeding t- tickets? Uh, in a semi, a year CDO holder, they'll suspend your license for two months in Kansas. Yep. Wow. Huh. They're almost as blue as New Mexico, and New Mexico is is deep blue. That's why they're flexing over there. Yeah. But anyways, it's uh, great to be back. Uh, like I said, mama, baby, everything's good. Uh, life is good right now. Love it. We also have Hunter Star sitting in third chair. Howdy. We, we didn't know we were talking about guns until the news broke last night about the governor, but I'm, I'm glad Hunter's here to sit third chair to talk about this. Yeah, fill us in on it. I was completely, I have no idea what you're talking about. The, the governor of New Mexico declared a public health emergency and says, because we're in this emergency, I am suspending all legal carry in the city of Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is obviously political. People who are concealed carry holders, people who carry lawfully, have a lower crime rate than cops. Like, people who conceal carry just statistically do not if you're gonna, commit If crimes. you're going to go through the trouble of getting the permit and doing this legally, then they, they those are not the people that are going to commit crimes. Yeah, well, it's just, it's statistically proven by a whole bunch of studies. Like, concealed carriers don't commit Hardly any crimes. They don't get seatbelt tickets. They don't less speed. Than, they less don't. than police. They police are rule commit followers. more crimes than than people who go through the process to get a concealed carry. Speaking of police yeah. committing crimes, uh, was that San Francisco a couple weeks ago? There was a, a quote-unquote mass shooting, and it was a ex-police officer. So those people that say that only the police should have guns, they oh, are humans California, too. Though. Mm. And I don't care about yeah. what happens in California. I've well, written it off. 
Well, anyway, so she suspended uh, Carrie, and also in the same breath, she had a uh, like a press conference, and she says that she doesn't believe any rights. She doesn't believe her oath to uphold the Constitution. Anything in the Bill of Rights are absolute. How concerning is that? that it is should very... be concerning. And this is going to fly under the radar because a lot of people are going to say, well, it's just one city. It's just this 30-day thing. It's like under emergency powers. But what people don't realize is this is a this is a weather balloon that they're sending out. If this works, if it's allowed to stand, which it's going to be allowed to stand, nobody's going to do anything about it. If it works there, they're going to do it everywhere they can. Anywhere that Democrats have the institutional power in any blue cities, they're just going to do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Kind of like COVID was a mass uh, project to see... Uh, See how compliant everybody is. How compliant we would be. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The uh, uh, Bruin decision, too, which was a recent Supreme Court. What was the, what's the, you said a weather emergency or what's the. Oh, I said weather balloon. Like they're floating this as a test. No, 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 no. But what's She called it a national health emergency. Yeah, she called it a health emergency. What's the national health emergency? There's been a bunch of shootings in Albuquerque. Lately, one of them recently was an 11 year old, and that's what she's emphasizing in her press conference. So she says, Because of this 11 year old, we're going to take away all your rights to defend yourself. Yeah, all the concealed carriers are out there shooting 11 year olds. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not, you know, any sort of gang activity. Okay, or yeah, the CD underbelly. How, ma- how many of these? Sh- they probably haven't caught them, but I'm willing to say at least half of these were probably Hispanics. Probably. Because everybody knows Albuquerque is one of the biggest hubs. Drug hub. Yeah. Drug hub. For drugs. Let's look it up. Hunter's going to look it up. It's kind of like Chicago. A lot of people chalk it up to that it's a lot of black violence. No, Chicago is also one of the biggest uh, cities where the cartels operate. Yeah, it's drug. Like, it is just drugs. It's the El Chapo's uh, cartel, the Sinaloa cartel. They had a bunch of movement over there. Okay, everything. Oh, it was a road rage incident where the 11-year-old died. I was, I was not aware. Okay, so I'm just scrolling through some headlines here on the KRQE News, which is out of Albuquerque. And every single picture here is Hispanic. Uh, which most of Albuquerque, it, like, there's a large Hispanic population mm-hmm. in Mexico. Right. And what's going on in Mexican culture right now? What's your What's your top artist? I'm, uh. Thomas Clark Jr. sounds pretty white. He committed a shooting recently, a week ago. Okay. Well, that'll happen well too. you know anyways, what? Never mind. Take everybody's guns since he was white. In <laughs> Hispanic culture, uh, the cartel music, everything about wearing bulletproof vests, my truck's got the bulletproof uh, windows, we're killing people, we're doing this. And it's just, a, just They're going through what? Hip-hop. The they're going yeah, through what? Hip-hop, hip-hop went through and... As a culture, they've started idolizing all of these artists that look up into that. So we've got a generation of Hispanic kids that grew up with that's what they're idling. Yeah. American kids, too. On the other like, why do you think that culture is so prevalent in black communities in America? It's the same reason. And people, like, don't think about that. Like, when they're... When their kid's listening to rap music, they don't think, like, it's going to have any impact. Or when your kid, like... I used to talk about this when I was teaching, when we'd talk about like uh, the type of movies, the type of books, the type of entertainment that the culture is taking in. It's like when you're a kid, the people who you look up to and who you emulate 
are going to have an effect on who you become. And we used to in America, all the movies and stuff used to be, you know, the Westerns and the heroes, and it was uh, romantic ideals of virtue. And this is why, like, the knights were important in, in medieval England and medieval Europe. Like, you look up to the chivalric virtues of the knights, and they're they're always they always tell the truth. They're always fighting for the under, you know, people who can't defend themselves, and they never do anything like evil. But we gave up on that, and instead, all of our heroes turned into like I don't know Tupac and Biggie, and and it was like it, it, there's no honor in it, there's no virtue in it. It's like get money. Has has as much sex as you can with get money, get bitches. Yeah, and if you don't think that has an effect on the way the kids grow up, I, I don't know what to tell you. What's like, it mean if you read notes of a sniper by Vasily Zaitsev or looked up to Simo Haya asking for a friend? No, that's good. Like that, <laughs> that was, those are war stories. Like that's the other thing. Yeah. Like, people look up to military heroes. People look up to like the the and it it may not even be a true representation of what they were it may just be a romanticized version of the truth no it's a sniper yeah. that doesn't matter like if you're looking at the romanticized version and that's what you're chasing you're gonna be more like that and if you're looking at like uh i don't even know any of the like tupac and bigger the only rappers i know oh, snoop dog if you're looking up to snoop Dogg, 21 savage i don't know who that is but he sounds gay but the the point being, like, the people who you look up to are who you're going to become. Yeah. That's yeah. who and you're going to chase. And even them, before, whenever they first, they, they've got a bunch of songs that don't have to do with all that. I think a lot of, they started something, and then it completely got out of hand with what started with the lyrics and some of the get money, get bitches type of, uh, and then the whole gangbanging, thug life type of uh, uh, promoting that type of stuff. But I think it comes down to culture and what what type of culture we have in the United States right now uh, within Americans, within the Chinese, the everything from the Mexicans, the, you know, all that stuff right now in the Hispanic culture, that whole narco corrido type of lifestyle, having the flashy trucks, having uh, the, from the way that they dress, everything is emulating that uh, narco lifestyle. Have you have you but heard what, of what, how come? Because Netflix. What's what's all the top shows Narcos. on Netflix that got started getting pushed? All the Pablo Escobar stuff, mm -hmm. Narcos. That's it. You know, from if anybody thinks about Mexico right now, they think tacos and narcos. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. Have you heard of uh, Chilino Sanchez? Yeah. 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 So this dude, uh, he was really popular with the I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here. He was really popular with the cartels. Like he's up on stage one night, you know, he's he's got his hat, he's up there just singing his heart out. And a guy comes up, hands him a note, and says, This is gonna be your last performance. This yeah. is it. And he it's all on video. He's standing there, he's just nodding his head, and then he's like, well, And he finishes his he finishes I've seen the that song. video, like finishes He drives the song, away and then killed. they find his body with a couple other guys just in a ditch later and yeah, but like Shit where like that happens that's, in Mexico, that's still kind of like a symptom though. Like, what makes all of the young people in Mexico look up to those types instead of to, you know, like the hero, the honorable Remember, heroes? Because because there aren't a, any anymore. Well, as a culture though, we've 
we got too much into Marvel freaking movies and all that type of idea. What the idea of a hero is. Like, your dad that shows up every single day to work and provided for your family, was good to your wife or to his wife, uh, cared for his parents, didn't stick him in a nursing home. Not looking down on people that stick people in their nursing home. But uh, all those things, all those are sacrificial types of things out of a person that you do. You don't have to do them, but it is our duties as men to do those things. And the standard, either it got dropped down so low or it got raised so high that I think normal heroic types of things, we have a hero-making uh, problem in this country. Either you have to be LeBron James, you got to be Mr. Beast, or or honestly, you got to be so far in the depths of hell of drug addiction and pornography and all these other kinds of things and make it out of that to be a hero. Yeah, and I don't think I'd consider LeBron James or Mr. Or Beast. Mr. Beast a hero. But, you know what I mean? Like, but, but a lot of kids, a lot of kids do. A lot of people. Or like, uh, what, the how, how many little, yeah, How many little kids want to start a podcast uh, or a YouTube channel just because of Mr. Beast? Go ask all these little kids, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I want to be an influencer. Yeah, or yeah, a I mean, YouTuber. You know how many kids, I saw when, a statistic I was, about when I was teaching school, do you know how many kids, like, jokingly said they wanted to be drug dealers, but they weren't really joking? Quite a few. It was it was upsetting. Like yeah. kid, kids don't look up to like the, I don't know the, the John Waynes anymore. In a in a 2019 survey, 86 percent of young Americans said they're willing to try out influencing. Now we're doomed, dude. <laughs> that's wow. why. That's why here at uh, Nefco Media with the Capo Podcast, and we were gonna announce Capstar, shooting. Capstar Shooting LLC. Yeah. Anyways, our goal is that we're going to bring heroic content to you guys. And we're going to, once we expand into this, we're going to get outside of the uh, compound studio. We're going to show you guys what cowboying is about. We're going to show you what actual self-defense training can be and trucking and actual things and jobs of this world that make this world go around. Not this YouTube entertainment waste of time that kind of... Honestly, the reason we're having to do these type of content and have these types of conversations because it got whittled away so far that there's a need for it now. That's that's the only reason uh, Jordan Peterson gets so famous. That's the only reason yeah, why. Because people realize, like, man, he's saying something that's that's true, and I feel it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's connected, and somehow, you don't know how yet, sometimes, like, a lot of people just need, a lot of men, especially for them, they just need somebody to tell them, make your damn bed. Before you leave the house, make your damn bed. You know, before you worry about becoming a millionaire, make your bed, brush your teeth, comb your hair. But for every one person out there telling them that, there's a dozen telling them the opposite of that. Telling them not, like, the only thing that matters is making money, or the only thing that matters is, is you know, making money and having sex. That's all that matters. Well, now we have a or platform. having a, having respect. As long as you have respect, like, what does that even mean? What's that? Yeah, right. Yeah, like if if you find yourself like having a lot of respect for a drug dealer, probably there's probably a problem with your moral compass. Yeah, you can have respect if you're around him, just uh, to where you don't offend him, and he comes and hands you a note. 
Yeah, or yeah. maybe just not hang. Like, uh-huh. I, like but yeah, I don't wouldn't hang out. Yeah, with I would not have strived to be that. Let me tell you, in Mexico, whenever we used to go down there, and we wouldn't know, kind of, because it was a small town. You, uh, you just had to sit down and have a cup of coffee with somebody, and they'd say, "Hey, that guy's in charge now. These guys are the ones in those cars or whatever." I think average life of those guys was about maybe two to three years before we'd go back and then uh, something. Some new guys happened. in charge. They died. Hey, yeah. hey, all those guys got killed, and now these new ones are mm-hmm. in charge. Yeah, new so king it, of the hill. So if uh, you have a life expectancy of two to three years, yeah, go. Well, and see, that's like we. A lot of people are looking at this like, oh, what's going on? This is all like new. Like this isn't new. This is old. This is how the world always worked. I think that it's like, uh, made more severe though by all the ease and comfort we have, and just how easy everything is. That I mean, the struggles that have always been are now like, what else is there? Yeah, I I think if people like had to actually provide for themselves a little more, you'd have less yes, uh, drug less, addicts, less problems. If the government wasn't just giving people food stamps and you know, like free money, like hey, I'll I'll make sure that you don't freeze to death this winter, and I'll I'll give you something to eat. It's like oh okay, I'll use my money for drugs then. If it's like a survival thing, mm-hmm. that person would either die or get off drugs. Yeah. But they wouldn't I, be fed Narcan by taxpayer dollars. Right. But what's the like the root cause of it all? Like, how come we don't believe in in heroes anymore? Religion. Like, I think we talked about this way back in, in That's hometown because, heroes. Because who gets to make the heroes right now? The culture. And the culture is no, rock. No, 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 not just the culture though, but the CNNs, the Foxes, the media, whoever it is that you're tuning into that are deciding to cover stories. That's why I was telling you guys, whenever we're starting this, like what I want to do, it's it's bigger than just that because now we have that same platform. You see CNNs, Foxes, and all these media companies moving away from your traditional legacy cable TV to digital. So now who we have that ability now that hopefully down the road, we get to start highlighting some of these stories and bringing it to public and with the YouTube building channel. Building culture. And building culture and hey, influencing that's what culture. I'm, that's what I'm about on a local level is like we it the only way to like win or or stave off things getting worse is in your local communities and the only way you're going to do it is if you fix the the culture in your local communities if all the little kids in your local community are looking up to gangbangers and drug dealers and shitty professional sports athletes like your community's not going to do well when all those people are adults. It's just not because those people are going to suck. But if you can affect your culture and have people again start looking to heroic figures as the model, you you might be okay as a community. You might do a little better. I think that that's. I mean, easy. I mean, it's it's more attainable within your own family unit. So, yeah. what would be some of your thoughts about exacting that change? beyond your family union you into the community i don't community. think you can yeah. I, I not even in, on the communal level no nah, i said that i'm gonna say this again next week but like you're the swamp drain yourself and then worry about everything else right yeah and i see the way i look at it it starts at your own kitchen table mm-hmm. yeah your everything if you, yeah if you can't if you can't start leading that your family uh your own household it yeah if you can't I, raise your kids up to have the right kind of heroes then it doesn't matter if you want to like i i have a problem with a lot of people on the right who are like oh we've got to like 
we got to start thinking about winning on a national level. And, oh, if you're like, I got an argument the other day with somebody on the internet that was like, oh, if you're going to homeschool, you're just giving up. You're being a coward. It's like, really? You think, you think you're going to, like, if you send your kids to school, somehow you're going to be fighting the culture war and you're going to, your kids are going to be this positive influence on everybody else. And that's how you're going to win. Like, sorry, man, I've been there. I've seen it. That doesn't work. Well, see, then that would be kind of the same thing if you're sending your kid to private school. I, you're that's just, why I'm a homeschool. You're just advocate. overpaying. Private school is just for homeschool is private school for on a cheaper budget. Yeah, like and the, probably and probably even because you're sacrificing. Somebody's going to sacrifice probably income to spend time and make sure that those uh, morals and values get you know put into your child to where they don't have. See, and that's another thing. So many kids get put into this public school system that you don't have influence over your kids anymore. No. And who are they going to look up to? They're going to look up to the people uh, whoever, where they, whoever who the has teachers. their attention the most mm-hmm. might be the teacher or mm-hmm. it might be that person on their phone or it might be their friend. It might be the, the, the kid who's like the bad kid drug dealer type that like always is kind of like getting away with everything and they see that kid all the time and he's pop like this is the other thing that i saw like taylor's oldest time the, dude all the drug dealers the and stuff kids. were the popular kids 21 jump street well see that that's <laughs> exactly very what i strange. mean there is something to that that coming out of a struggle uh, you know what i mean it's like supposedly if l- the harder life's been for you the harder you made it on yourself and then made it on the other side for some reason, we applaud that more than the guy who's been had a good family. Uh, he took in the advice, all the things he was taught, and made good decisions from there on out. Also, yeah. For some and reason, we applaud the other guy more than the guy who's been doing, you know, good for so much longer. I think that's a, another issue with public schools too, because the guy that is doing or guy or girl, whatever, doing good. Uh, I mean, they get bored. All the curriculum, and just you do your homework, then you just sit there and twirl your thumbs. Meanwhile, the teacher is giving 80% of her time to, I mean, focus on those people that are, oh, they're failing, man. We got to hold their hand, baby them, get them there. And then meanwhile, all the other kids that want to do something and excel and they're just are bored because yeah, they finished nothing. everything in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the teacher is spending the entire rest of the time trying to get all the kids that don't want to do shit and aren't going to do shit. Mm-hmm. Trying to get them to do something. The people and that the administration have... tells all those teachers that's what you have to do. Forget about these kids. I had administrators tell me this to my face. Was oh well, the good kid is smart enough to figure it out anyway, and they're going to be fine. So you have to focus on this other kid instead, and just let that one figure it out. I had an administrator tell me that to my face. Then I quit because I realized that it's institution. Like they all think that way. They're all freaking idiots. Like they think that like, oh, we got to spend our time on the dumb kid because the smart kid's going to figure it out anyway. So just let them figure it out. And then like Hunter said, they're bored. They're sitting there bored because you're spending all your time trying to teach the kid who hasn't learned a thing since second grade because he doesn't want to trying to teach that kid who's in a high school level senior class who's freaking illiterate on a senior level, can't read or write. And I'm over there wasting my time trying to teach him how to write an essay. He can't fucking read. What do you mean I'm going to teach him how to write an essay? Like, 
It's a waste of time. Didn't they used Don't to have... Don't send your kids to public schools. Take them out. Homeschool your kids. Didn't they used to have a different teacher that focused more on those types of kids? That was like the special ed kids, though. These aren't the special ed kids. These are just normal, normal kids who, yeah. who didn't want to learn and weren't forced to learn. And the school just passes them because that's the other thing I heard all the time while I was teaching. Well, don't fail him. You don't want him back again next year, do you? You better pass him or you'll get him back again next year. Hey, hmm. we don't want to keep opposite. this kid around. Yeah. Again, I had administrators tell me like, hey, we need to we need to go ahead and graduate this kid because we're tired, tired of dealing with him. We don't want him around. They didn't say that like that way but that's what they used to you just kept repeating meant. grades or you dropped out they and don't went do to that work. anymore man they just push them through so yeah I, I still think that the last half of the day after lunch kids should be able to start going especially in high school once they get 14 years old that they're available to work it's some type of internship program so they can start figuring out sounds like something better. really easy to implement with homeschool yeah yeah Take your four that's, hours that's or less. Kind of what I mean. Like back in the day, I th- who, I did, think, who did kids look to? Your kids were always looking to their parents or or their teachers because they didn't have anybody else. They weren't spending ninety percent of their life on their smartphones or in front of the TV. And nowadays, that's where kids spend all their time is on their phone or distracted in front of the TV or watching sports or like they never had like. Their parents, even if they're working, like their dad goes to work, comes home, you know, six o'clock at night, and then what do they do as a family? Watch TV. Most people are going to watch TV or they're all going to be on their phones. Like your kid is having no, it's no wonder your kid doesn't look up to you or to good people. It's because you're not the one that's in front of them. All the loud people on social media are the ones that are in front of them. Yeah. See, and that's kind of why I've considered uh, giving up the trucking thing now. It's hard, as long as it's good, honest work, and it's good money and everything, it's hard to have an influence on your family whenever you're 800 miles away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, out of the house four or five nights out of the week. Yeah. That's so, tough. and it's decisions that we all have to make, but what am I going to look down 15, 16, 18 years from now having girls that, you know, Raising girls that dad was never around, uh, resent me for it. I, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. And a lot, I mean, obviously that should never be the case. Like they shouldn't be resentful because you were providing for them all their lives, but it's hard for people to, they don't understand that until they're they the don't ones understand that the until they're all the way to adults. Mm-hmm. And then they might not ever get there. They might, they might just, cause they're going to be told by the culture and by everybody mm-hmm. around them. Like, Oh yeah, he, he was gone all the time. Like, people don't know where their food comes from anymore, man. Yeah. Oh, it just shows up. The state sends it. Yeah, yeah. It's at the grocery store. Why don't you go down to the store and get your meat instead of killing it like everyone else does? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so go back to the story of, uh, yeah, be weary of uh, the governments trying to pass these little uh, laws by us or the little trial trial laws to see how compliant we will be because... Well, we're almost in a place now where it doesn't matter because, like, if if nobody does anything, we lose, right? If a whole bunch of people go out there and protest and open carry, we lose. What do you think is going to happen? It gets kinetic, but we still lose. We lose. Like, there's no we because we've given so much ground over the past couple decades. We've got to a point where there's 
we're in this no-win situation, at least in the short term. We, we have to figure something out right now. The, what, uh, that's what I'm what's the you, alternative? There's not Mexico's the alternative not, is your Mexico's community. not an option, and Canada's not an option. So right here in Beaver County, that is the option. Yeah, but once again, like I said in the morning, like you, you can't. You can't go to. A, I'm sorry that you like want to affect change and you want to go to the protest and you want to be like, oh, we're gonna fight him. We're gonna go protest. It's like that doesn't work anymore, dude. You can't do well, that. See, that. You ought to are, be able yeah, to. Pro- but you can't. Protests are good, or like even social media is good to get attention. But change happens being on those boards, going to the meetings in your community. Yeah, in your community. Yeah. But they're coming for from, you, man. Like, if, if you go to a protest, they're coming for you. And it starts at your you city prison. council, your city council meetings, your city board, and your local school board. Those are the first two where you can start attending those meetings, uh, starting to speak with those members, uh, and start finding out what you can do on a local level to, to change city ordinances, uh, to change city <laughs> zoning for certain <laughs> things. So I, I agree with Ivan, and I think that that is taking hold and taking root, and I think that that's happening in a lot more communities than you may think. Places. Yes. Yeah. But, we're not the only ones sitting around talking about So I, I'm with you, and I think that that is hopeful, but to Sam's point, so I'm here in the middle on this, I think it's too little too Pick late. Pick a side. <laughs> Pick a side. I don't like Finn. Like <laughs> this Finn's is my side. I'm taking well, I'm, my side. I, I'm on your Like I think that everybody really does need to get – involved in their local community because yeah. that's the only thing late. that's the only thing to do the, the reason why i won't sit on the other side of it is because there's no other option no you're right there's no like there's there's no, there's other no other your option. community and don't even worry about the national because it's, it's and how you're saying that there, there is a two-tier system of uh justice for conservatives and democrats and that's very true but at the same time have you seen the new uh mitch mcconnell interview he freezes up again. He tries to tell people after he's froze up and had two seizures on live television. Just did this one? That he went to his doctor and his doctor told him that what everybody thinks happened didn't happen. Yeah. Don't believe your lion eyes, man. I know you saw it, but we all have to pretend we didn't see it. He's really trying to sit up there and tell us that he didn't have two seizures. Yeah. Why? How come Diane Feinstein is still up there? Her skin is falling off of her bones. There's literally what she's sitting at, there, though, and there's someone telling her in her ear. Vote what I'm no, getting at is Madam that as Republicans Senator. and conservatives, don't buy into so much of these McConnells. The uh, actually Rand Paul. Rand Paul came out and against McConnell and told us like, "Dude, what are you doing? Yeah, like you're giving us all a bad name. You're too old. You're stroking out on live television, and then you're." going to come up and have a press conference and tell people that you didn't that your doctor uh that the everybody who saw you all the every news organization didn't see what they saw i almost want to read my other monologue because the other one was talking about this yeah. well to get into it <laughs> also nancy no, pelosi announced that she's running for office again so oh, oh, good. My. she's yeah. only 11 to 40 years yeah. old that's the why best we, investor that's why we need live. Vivek. He swore that he's <laughs> mm. that's why he said term limits. We're getting them passed. Okay. <laughs> I, I just don't believe him. To man. Vivek's credit, he knows his stuff on guns. Whether he actually believes it or not, he can talk the talk. There's an interview with him in Colloin Noir. He's a prominent Second Amendment lawyer. He lives in Dallas. Uh, NRA talking figure. Great guy. I like him. Anyway, he's talking and he talks about uh uh, a decision that happened back during the, the Civil War era 
that was talking about uh, slaves and what rights they had. And what's that? The liquor cabinet. Oh, you're just so appreciating it. Man, that looks. Good. Well, anyway, it and it said that like right. Uh, anyway, it was talking about rights that citizens have, and it had further reaching implications, like talking about guns, saying that like if you are a citizen, you have a right to a gun, and so that was kind of the the debate there. Anyway, he brought it up in the interview, and that's not something that's like just common knowledge. Like a lot of uh, Republicans, even talking points, they won't bring it up because they just don't know about it. So for Vivek to bring that up in an interview. The man did his homework, and he knew what he was talking about. Here's the good thing I'll say about Vivek. I think that he's just saying what everybody wants to hear. I but think the so, fact, too. The fact he's saying things that he's saying that means, that the, means that the political class is starting to see that there are a whole bunch of people on the right who want to hear what Vivek is saying. Yes. Sam, I want to hear your Vivek accent real quick. <laughs> Maybe like you were practicing before. No, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> I, I think I need to drink a beer before I do an Indian accent. We can. I might do Ooh, a beer. Take her easy there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your stomach talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> this early in the morning. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a breakfast beer. Also, though, uh, anyone who's listening that's interested in Vivek, uh, take a look at some of his older videos or interviews. Uh, Kevin, for instance, in a video that, over the other day where uh, – there's this uh, independent YouTube journalist, and he got, like, airtime with Vivek. He was supposed to have, like, 30 minutes. And then Vivek, you know, showed up late, and then he cut it off early. And the whole time, they only covered about two topics, one and a half, two topics. And then after that, you know, he hops on live, like, oh, I had to run. I was feeling ill or something like that. And he was dodging a bunch of, like, questions. And, it, and he'd literally just say, do you believe this, yes or no? And he'd say, well, you see, we have to look. I mean, very politician Politician-y. answers. Politicians are going to politician. But... <clears throat> Uh, and why everybody likes Trump because he's his brand is I'm not gonna be politician guy even though like he is but he's so good at appearing to not be Mm -hmm. like if Trump was really like the anti-politician populist dude the first thing he would have done is like pardon everybody on January like while he was still president he would have pardoned everybody involved in January 6th but he didn't talking about January 6th well on that point I think on a you national mean the worst le- day in on, America on a nas- <laughs> yeah on a national level for these elections I th- you've got to politics some okay yeah because people you've got to because yes. you're, you're not you're not you're not gonna win an election just coming if you off don't. if no. you don't mind your P's and Q's a little bit but January 6th what do you think of all this uh the guy for the Proud Boys getting they threw him in prison 22 for twenty two years. Twenty two years. Hey, am, you know, am I right that he wasn't even there? No, he wasn't even there. He wasn't even there. They said no, that he was, but instigating. he was the instigator. He was mm-hmm. the the shadowy guy behind the scenes planning this coup attempt. That okay, you know, but the Ray, one with no guns. But Ray Epps was there. Yeah, well, Federal he works informant. for the government. Yeah. He works for the CIA or the FBI or something. Motioning, telling people to get inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The building. But he works for the FBI, so it doesn't matter. And he hasn't been indicted on anything, no, right? Because he works for much, the FBI, much, yeah. <laughs> much less charged for anything, right? right? And he's not going to be. Which all it's validates like the, that he's. It's a, just like the Governor Whitmer uh, conspiracy to kidnap Governor Whitmer. It was planned by the FBI. It was set up by the FBI. It was carried out by the FBI. So there's literally like twelve people involved in that, and ten of those were, were federal FBI. informants. So yeah. there's only two that were actual citizens that got roped. Oh, into and this. if you don't think that the FBI is working on something like that right now in New Mexico, and who, you're fooling yourself. And who who's the only candidate saying promising to uh, 
Dismantle. The three letter agencies. Is it Vivek? It's is Vivek. He Vivek Ramatomi? There we go. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> saying what the people want to hear. Mm. He, like he knows that that's what people want. He knows yeah. people are upset. Is so he really he gonna it, do it? Eh, we'll see. I don't know. But I tell you what, the the first one that does, like, eh, I don't think anybody's going to. But if somebody went it, got in there and did, I then mean, wait, if they can be, get rid of the IRS, FBI, CIA. There'd be a war. Like you, you cannot, in America, you cannot gut coup. the beast without mm. going to war with it. Like nobody's gonna go get into political power okay. and be like, "All right, do I'm you getting think, rid of the FBI and the CIA." He'd be dead the next day. How close do you think that the U.S. really is to a civil war? Did you see the closer than everybody thinks they are? Did you see the Tucker interview with Trump, where at the end of it, he asked oh him yes, that was if uh, and Trump didn't say no. Like yeah. he was like, "I don't know, people are pretty mad." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, do you think that's what the kinds of things that it would take, like? getting rid of the FBI, somebody that yeah. actually got in there and started making movements to do that? That's what would happen. It's not that that's what it would take. It's that that is what would happen. It's uh, Have you heard of the I idea of a, a color I revolution? Be, I think that would be awful. A color revolution? A color revolution. So that's like what happened. Uh, uh, like whenever the gays. <laughs> no. You know. So that's this is like uh, in the Cold War era. Uh, this is, I mean, instead of, you know, going out and fighting like actual hot wars with live ammo, uh, the CIA, that was their number one thing, is color revolutions. They go in and then they plant these ideas in the youth of a nation. So like Iraq. Have you seen pictures of Iraq in the 1980s and stuff like that? It, it was a prospering. There's like women at universities. Stuff that like was that. like Iran, right? Yeah, yeah. Iran. Iran before the revolution. Yeah. I mean, all, all this... Prosperous, the and then before the Shah, and then I mean, these I ideas are, are put in and implemented, right? And then from within and through informants or, or through agents, the uh, government will get overthrown and put in a new culture, a color revolution. It's it's a revol it's a war of the culture. Yeah, we had our own. It was a rainbow color revolution. And that, it was no, it's gaze. ongoing. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> it's ongoing. The seed has been planted long ago, and so it's 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 a cold war right now. It's not hot, but we are, we, we are was, in a we're cold, a cold revolution. Cold civil war. Yes. We're in a cold civil war right now. Absolutely. Because they're, they're okay, the guy got 22 years. Yeah. And he wasn't even there, but he was the ringleader or whatever. Do you know what the guy, there was a guy up in Minnesota, Nebraska, somewhere, uh, like a 40-year-old dude who killed, who murdered, like an 18 or 19 year old kid who is like kind of this Republican uh, activist type kid who is really into politics. And there's this kind of crazy guy in the community who's like 40 hardcore Democrat who murdered that kid for being a conservative. Guess how many years that guy got in prison? Two, maybe. Five. Hmm. They give that guy five years in prison for murdering an 18 year old kid over political reasons. He gets five years in prison. The dudes up at the Capitol who pulled down a fence, 20 years in prison. We're in a cold civil war strictly on that mm -hmm. front. Like, there are two-tiered systems of Look justice. at the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Yeah. They, yes. tried to, they tried to destroy Kyle Rittenhouse, and if there wouldn't have been insurmountable video evidence, Kyle Rittenhouse would have gone to prison for the rest of his life. Who's getting sued again by the estate of one of the people he killed. Yeah, his life is ruined, and it will, like he'll be in lawsuits for the rest of his life because we don't have a system in America where... Any sort of government can just say, you know what? Nobody's allowed to sue this kid anymore. Cut it out. Like, that's where we're going to have to get to, and it's not going to happen. Because lawyers and cops and 
all the people involved in that system are just going to keep going on along with it. Well, this is the rules. I mean, they can sue them if they want. Here, speaking of that, what do you guys think of the USCCA? What's the USCCA? Having a membership. To they that? have concealed carry insurance, basically. Oh, so, I don't think it matters, dude. If you if you ever end up having to shoot somebody, you're gonna get dragged through the mud. But gonna try to put you in prison. To they to might Ivan's have a lawyer. Point, hold on. To Ivan's point, it's insurance, right? They will pay for your legal fees. They will replace your gun while it's an evidence locker. They will they will send a crew to come in and like say this happens in your own home. They will send a crew to come in and clean it up for you, like the the mess that's made by the violence anyway i think that those have a place uh and i think some of the so there's a couple that have actually been tested and tried in court and have actually went to bat for their uh insurance they're they're insured is that one a good one or is there a better one um there's there's a i couldn't if i told you i'd be making it up right now but there's a couple that have actually gone to bat and like have have done well and then there's a couple that you know it's time to nut up or shut up and you know they they blinked kind of deal and yeah. So there, there are definitely some better than others. I, I don't know right now what to recommend. I don't. It have seems. Insurance, I don't like that one gets, insurance. Uh, yeah. Uh, it seems like to make one, money. Yeah. At the end it of the seems day. like that one gets pushed a little bit more, and I have been looking into it. But it's one of those things. If you're carrying it, it's kind of like if you drive, you need to. If you're mm-hmm. going to conceal and carry, because whenever you do have it to might use be a it, good idea. I think we've. Mm-hmm. Uh, figured out that you need somebody who's going to have your back. I think that it also matters where you are. Like when, like when Alexis yeah. and I were getting ready to go down to Dallas and move to Dallas before we were even, you know, like I mean, of course, we didn't move until we were married, but we knew that's the direction we were heading. We looked into some insurance and stuff like that. And of course, we never did it. We probably should have had it because down there the DA is going to be deep blue. Up here, maybe less of an issue, but still a good idea yeah. in my opinion. Well, well, still up here, and you also just need to understand a few things. Like if you're ever involved in a shooting. Number one, don't talk to the Do not police. say anything. Don't say anything. Even if cops. it's your buddy you went to they high school with. They are not you your don't, friends. Don't say anything. What is it? I think whenever you're getting your concealed carry, they tell you that. They tell you, you that, that, that. I feared I, for I my fear, life. I feared for my life. That my fear was in, my fear, that I, I was in fear that my life was in imminent danger, danger or something. There was a couple of Which goes words. back to like the five elements of self-defense you have to meet to be considered justifiable yeah. defense. But That's the only thing you should say. If it ever happens to you, the only thing you should say is something along the I lines feared of, for my life. I feared for my life, and I want to talk to a lawyer. Quick reminder, we're at 46 minutes. Thank you, Producer Adam. Of course. What did I say about the time? Hmm? Anywho, uh, <laughs> so my thing is you just hear more and more stories nowadays of a quick trip to Walmart, and you don't know if you're in a shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we spoke to somebody the other day that popped in and said hello. Uh, told us that he had been in a shooting, uh, standing in line to get under a ride at a county fair or something like that. Wasn't yeah, it? something like that. So you never know. You Sometimes know that is this is a national capable. health emergency, and we've <laughs> got to take everybody's guns because of it. No, I'm just trying to push a little well, bit no, of insurance. I'm, I'm with you, but or at least that's, to that's look where into they're it. going with this. Mm-hmm. But and they're they're not wrong that violence is getting worse in the country and is going to get worse. A like, symptom. It's a symptom of a problem we have, but I, their answer, like, their answer for it is to, to him, take everybody's guns away because that's always the, the answer. And there, there are people out there, hundred percent, who believe wholeheartedly that people who carry guns are the problem, like lawfully. Like, there's people out there who absolutely believe that there's no positive impact of anybody carrying a gun, and you can't talk them out of it, man. I've tried. You just can't talk them out of it. They have a mentality of 
it's like a herd animal mentality of why would anybody need a weapon? Why would, you know, it, it's like a, a sheep or a cow. Like, why would you need claws and teeth? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't compute with them because they don't understand it because it's not in their nature. That's just because they've lived in places so, like Hunter was saying, they've had it so good. They lived in sheltered well, communities there's where even, you, you've even never people who came are, across the need for it. Even people who are living in dangerous areas, there's a lot of people. Watch, like uh, why Why did it during COVID, whenever a lot of this stuff was going on, why did gun ownership just skyrocket? They felt unsafe. They felt unsafe. You can't rely on the police. You have to take I your own was, safety into your I own think there was, there was more, a lot of It was people. more the rioting than there it was, was the yeah. COVID. No, no, you but can't why, shoot COVID. But, but why did it happen, though? It, COVID was, yeah, it was the virus. But what else came from COVID, though? It was the the, the lock-in uh, shelter at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the constant news cycle of paranoia of the fear that was getting pushed around mm-hmm. to people. Uh, it was it was so many other things. It was all the... Uh, who who benefited out of that? How the many lizards. Pe- I guarantee you, how many people got on an- anxiety meds, antidepressants? It, if we probably look at the sales of uh of how much the it escalated in pres- drugs, yeah, prescriptions alcohol. of all those drugs, I guarantee you they went up, and I guarantee you the people that how profited, many people started drinking more or smoking more weed? Like it's you're right, like it's all of it. the lizards, man. They 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 won that that round. Yeah. They definitely did. Seeing if I can find a statistic talking about antidepressants during COVID. I bet it was Anywho, a lot. That, yeah. I think that that's a big problem of the whole deal. That I think doctors have gotten away for probably the last 15, 20 years, probably even longer, of just dishing out antidepressants like they're freaking Skittles. Yeah, here's some. Here's you're, you're sad. Here you hmm. go. This, according to NCBI, it's a .gov website, says that a there was a 2% increase in monthly antidepressant prescription fills. 2% increase over a population of 330. Is it in America? Yes, in America. 2%, 330 million. 2% of 330 million. That's a lot of people. But, that's yeah. 6,600. That's a lot of people. Several Beaver County. That's one and a little bit more Beaver County, I guess. Yeah. I bet it was more. Than and I guarantee. That. I think yeah. so too. Yeah. I don't. That's just legal. That statistic like seems way low. And a lot of those could be. There's a reason they left all the weed shops and liquor stores open, but closed down all the churches. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Anywho. So speaking of self defense, uh, if you're not doing anything September 16th, uh, come on out oh, to the No Man's Land shootout. Oh. Why not? <laughs> Perfect. So why not uh, familiarize yourself with some of your equipment you may have laying around the house? Why not get better with it? For instance, uh, one individual has been coming to the shoot. Uh, they had a couple issues with their equipment, and, I mean, they've solved them since. They're like, oh, this was an issue. This limited me from uh, doing something with my rifle during this stage. Uh, I need to fix it, and, I mean, they come back better, stronger than ever, and they know. Uh, I mean, just in general, you know what your equipment's capable of and how to handle it. So come on out. Go to practicescore.com and search matches. There will be a little dot hovering over Beaver. Find that. Text Sam. Text Ivan. Me. We uh, can help. It's you. around. You gotta you gotta sign up for practice score, but it's really easy. It's free. Yep. Also host all the results and stuff. You can look. You can be like, hmm. Uh, Who won last yeah. time? So, do you want to elaborate a little bit more? Tell us more about the Capstar. The, so, what you were talking about and kind of like the vision of what, what we're doing. Yeah. So with, with that aspect of it. So uh, I. 
my wife and I, Alexis and I, we have a LLC starting. It's Capstar LLC. That's what we run all of our gun stuff, shooting stuff through now. Uh, Alexis is very passionate about women and concealed carry. And so that is something that she's been wanting to pursue. She's looking into getting some uh, designations, some certificates that would allow her to uh, be able to potentially host some concealed carry classes and be like a certified instructor and different things like that, uh, specifically targeting women. Women, uh, She wants to potentially start some social media with that and raise awareness and try to try to get women out there. And uh, just because, I mean, your biblical role is to, you know, take care of the house and raise the children doesn't mean you can't do so with a little iron in your pocket. Yeah. You need awesome. To learn how to use mm-hmm. it. That's the biggest, my biggest problem a lot of times with people who do carry and do own guns is a lot of them don't know what they're doing. And everybody, this guilty, is one of the, guilty, one of the biggest problems I think with our side is a lot of, a lot of guys, this is more guys than girls, but a lot of guys who kind of grew up in the country, you know, maybe hunt even mm-hmm. or own like, like there's this idea that they think they're like good yeah and they're like i know what i'm doing and if if anything ever came up i'd be good i can do it and it's like no no just no you can't like it's just like like people who are like think they would be really good in a fight but have not like never been in a fight you're probably gonna get your ass kicked yes um you need to you need to dispense with this idea that you're gonna just like see red and be really good Mm -hmm. that's not gonna happen and there's no shame in showing up to one of our matches and just not, I mean, just not having any clue what, what you're doing. That's what we're having these for. I mean, in, in part to have fun, of course, but come out and like, we will help you figure out how to run your equipment, help you learn what to do and, and get better. Cause I mean, there's the only way to get better is just to start and do it. And I'm telling you, this is a great environment to do it. You're surrounded by people who do know what they're doing. Uh, they want to see you succeed and do so in a safe manner. So yeah, except for me, I want to win. <laughs> Sam will crush you all. Don't don't even bother coming. Very important. There's got to be a aspect of competition also. Yeah. Sam mm-hmm. actually uh, sabotaged my optic last time I went. Oh no! Not I hit cool. it with a hammer when he wasn't looking. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Unzero. Anywho, when is it again? The next shoot? September sixteenth at two p.m. Hop on to practice score for further details. It'll give you driving instructions how to get there. We do charge twenty dollars. Because uh, we carry liability insurance since it's people with guns and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, we're very safe. So, but I guarantee you $20, it's the cheapest match you're going to find anywhere. Uh, there is no prize money right now because we're trying to dig ourselves out of the hole to, that we incurred from all the startup costs and everything like that, pay ourselves back. And then it's going to all go back into the matches to expand, uh, get some different props, some moving targets, more steel, all that different stuff. And eventually we want to host a big annual match. We're trying, we're thinking maybe spring 2025 to do it but that one will have a prize table uh we've made some friends in the gun industry uh by the way use code star s-t-a-r-r for 20 percent off your order at gun butter yeah gun butter uh so i mean we've made some friends in the industry uh that we think we can probably get together a pretty decent prize table especially for little beaver out here but uh we think we could probably have like about a 96 person shoot entry fee would be higher because there would be more going on with it and it'd all be like western themed i mean the match is the center of it all but like have a Quigley down under stage. That would be the long, long range stage and maybe some steel in the shape of buckets to shoot. Uh, the OK Corral shootout, uh, something to do with maybe the Alamo or Pancho Villa or different stuff like that. So, Fantastic. I Yeehaw. love it. Yeah. 
I so, love it. That's going to be fun whenever it comes together. Yeah. Uh, like we said, it's going to be quite a bit down the road because we're still figuring out these monthly deals and we're going to have to make some changes to up our capacity to handle more people because we're already starting to kind of get close. So it's, then, it's growing. Then on that, it just takes staff also. You guys are going to need help from other people to uh, mm-hmm. coordinate everything. So. Yeah. And, and with our monthly matches, uh, it's going to be where Alexis and I, we're going to have more squads than Alexis and I can range officer for. So we'll give a discount. Like you'll entry fee will be waived if you RO for your squad or stuff like that. But uh, once we do have a big one, it is going to take some staff. And, the, and it'll be paid positions and stuff like that. But entry fees will be higher to account for all that. So Awesome. What else you got, Sam? I don't know. what. Where are we at now, Producer Adam? We are at 56 minutes. We have four minutes. What do we want to talk about? How, how do we want to wrap this up? Don't buy a junk gun. And if you do, go out and run it so you can learn that you made a poor decision. Yeah. What else? Uh, End up with guns. Yeah, you guys were all gun ho about guns, guns like, this, this morning. Fired up about mm-hmm. the the idiot governor of New Mexico. Hmm. What else was in the news this week? Lots. Um, there's oh, there was a so lot much. That happened. I do have okay. one. I have one. That- While you're looking that up, so uh, Berkey USA they make water filters. Okay, there it's like uh, uh, there's a specific word for it, but it's it's like a graph graphene gra- something like anyway it's a super great filter they they'll even filter out bacteria and some viruses which most uh, gravity filters don't do that okay well recently because they're claiming that they can kill bacteria which is a living organism the fda or is the epa epa the epa has now ceased sales of berkey filters because they're they're labeling it a pesticide because it's killing living organisms and because they're not meeting the reporting requirements, testing requirements by selling water filters, pesticide, uh, their sales are no more. So Alexis and I hopped on because we have a Berkey filter that we use. We just run all of our water through it. And we bought some spare filters, which a set of filters should last you your lifetime. But if they're not going to be sold anymore, then why not? Also in the same uh, breath, it came out, which this happened early spring, but uh, the NIJ, which is the National Institute for Justice, uh, they have a lab that tests body armor and will certify it, different stuff like that. So you can still buy body armor even if it's not certified, but it 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 helps sales boost it. Anyway, so RMA Armament, they're out of uh, Illinois. They sell more armor to just the general public any, than anyone else. They're, they're an armor for the people. They call themselves the king of armor. Anyway, so the NIGA revoked their certification status recently. And what came to light within the last two weeks was – it appears that the test was not a legitimate test that they used to revoke the license. Uh, so what it is is if it's a pass-through of whatever rating they're trying to do pass through the plate, uh, then they'll revoke the license. But it turns out it wasn't a pass-through. Uh, RMA got their plate back. They took x-rays. They inspected it with a uh, NIJ uh, employee and everything like that. And they're like, yep, this plate stopped the bullet. Yet they had their certification revoked. So... Uh, armor plates and water filters. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. the government just and they're going after Palmetto too because the the shooter used a Palmetto shooter was using a Palmetto rifle. Man, it's was that the one where scribbled gonna all be, over it? Yeah, yeah, that's going to be the thing. Like the, the cold civil war is going to be. They're going to go illegal. after go after the armor mm-hmm. manufacturers. Go after the people who are manufacturing firearms. Like that's one thing Biden always said is like, oh, we need to make it where gun companies can be sued if they're like what they're trying to do is anytime there's a shooting, they're making they're gonna make it to where 
they can just sue the gun manufacturer into bankruptcy. And they're well, just going to do that for every gun that's manufacturer. That's what happened with Remington yeah, during the, the Sandy Hook shootings. Man. Yeah. Well, so that's what's happening with Trump and the whole deal right now. Mm-hmm. The whole Georgia election, the lawyers are being indicted for providing a defense for the whole election meddling and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Civil War. What is that? What's that going to push? That you're not going to be able to find representation mm-hmm. whenever you need to, because why? Because now the lawyers are going to be held accountable for their yeah. defense. If you're a, if you're a Republican, all of a sudden the lawyer is going to go, okay, if I if I take this case, if I defend this Republican, I'm I'm probably going to go to prison. jail. Yeah, and that's or at that's, the very least lose your license. We're just we're at the point where we're becoming a very corrupt country, but because there's so many older people who want to think of America as this place that's you know, what America always mm-hmm. was like, they're just not going to come to terms with it. Cause they're not like, you can't have old, old people just aren't going to believe you that America is going the way of a, of a very corrupt country. Cause it hurts their pride. And I think that like our generation or my generation, y'all's generation too, you know, every, everyone wants to do the American dream, you know, go out, buy a house, start a family, have kids, you know, I mean, that's, that's what, what, what we all aspire to be. Right. But to hear, contradictory to that to hear that that may not happen you know because things are falling apart that's a hard pill to swallow and so no one wants to believe it so if you just keep going on you go to walmart you buy all your things you go see the newest marvel movies and you live in your bubble then yeah maybe you can do that they don't want to look outside at the at the storm on the horizon yeah no there's a big problem they don't want to have kids they just want to sit there and watch netflix and the the big problems that law enforcement has been weaponized all these uh the DOJ, all these kinds of things that are federal level, even at state levels, depending on what state you live, they are abusing power. How is that now? Now, lawyers that defend a murderer, they're they're supposed to. That is their, you know, a court-appointed lawyer to defend these people because here in this country, you were innocent until proven guilty. Were. 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 Past tense. Mm-hmm. So and I think that's what people need to start paying attention to. That it's going on both sides, yes, and it's happening more on one side than the other. And well, don't remember what I told you a couple of weeks ago. Constitution is just a piece of paper. Just man. a piece of paper. To some people, to most people now. To the governor of New Mexico, it is. Yeah. And is anybody gonna? No, if nobody. Agree. If nobody does anything about it, then it is. I agree, but it, even it, if you believe with, in it, even, it's even still a piece the, of paper. It is. It's got to have teeth. It is, but that's why you got to carry it out. That is the, because then we're going to, if we let that go, then people are going to let go the Ten Commandments and the Bible. Oh, we already let go of that, man. That's why why we're in this situation. Mm -hmm. I know. That was let go of first, and that's why the the Constitution doesn't matter. Heroes here, okay? I hope so. I want to make some heroes. And we're going to, you know who I want to be heroes is I want law enforcement to stop just being pussies. And going along with it, and like, well, you know, I would never. That's what they always I would, say. They'd like, never nobody, take my guns. Nobody'd no. ever enforce that. That's always what mm. you hear. Is like, well, if they pass that, nobody around here would enforce it. Okay, you might not, but what happens when your buddy, who's also part of the department, but you what know, happens when he enforces it? Are you gonna go beat his you know, ass? Are you gonna stop a, him? He's okay, got no, a family to not, feed, and what if yeah. he's threatened with the money that he uses to put food in his baby's but mouth? Is taken away. Back, yeah, back yeah, to why it's very important to get on the city boards and be on city positions in your local community because we had an incident a couple podcasts ago if you remember (laughs) and i was told i am just doing what my bosses told they are my bosses Mm -hmm. it's easier to pass it up pass the buck 
Pussy. And, and then I said Pussy. It, then I made a comment that next time I see so and so's uh truck and trailer hooked out on the street because we're enforcing everything equally, right? I better see or I'm gonna call in and I better see that truck get towed off also. And it wasn't I could care two shits about that truck being out there hooked onto a trailer. But if we're gonna apply this to us that hasn't been applied in twenty years, we're gonna start applying everything equally. And we're yeah. gonna make some noise about it. Nah. I read the ordinance and under the ordinance, my cause I, I do appraisals. So with my truck, I drive around. It's a Toyota Tacoma, right? So a little truck. It is longer than what the ordinance allows. According to the ordinance, I live in a residential zoning area. I shouldn't be able to park my truck in my driveway because I use it for my business. Right, yeah, com- commercial vehicles, right? So everybody, but why? Let's go back to this. Why do you shouldn't have told them? Now they're going to come tow your. Come Tacoma. and take it. No, come and take it. I'm going to put a picture of my Tacoma on a flag. Come and take it. How many seaboard employees? How many oil field employees are there that have a one ton pickup, a four door pickup, or a service truck? Those kinds of things. They're uh, two axle vehicles, and they park. You know, because sometimes, hey, seaboard's got their uh, office in Guyman, but in the morning you got to take off south or whatever. You know, you got to go in the different direction. Why is it easier for somebody to take that vehicle home to their house and park it in their driveway the next day? Because it's just easier. It's more convenient, right? Same thing for a trucker sometimes, you know? I I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But it, it, whenever we just, you know, because it's a law, we don't have to push it. Use some common sense. But anyways, but that that's one of the that's, answers that you will get. That's my big gripe. It's because they will get in trouble. Somebody else is telling them. And who is mm-hmm. that? That's either a city position, a mayor, city manager, uh, somebody. Somebody, the board, the city board. That's who, if you have a, if a police officer or somebody in law enforcement telling you, I got to do because he fears of whatever repercussions or him getting fired if he doesn't enforce it. And that's why you run for office. Yep. Exact that change. Right. And then you don't forget the people who were making your life but, shitty. Yeah, but that, that, that's a call to law enforcement to also have those conversations beforehand. Or Yeah, you need to talk to yourself about that. I remember back in COVID, like uh, when COVID started happening, there was a lot of cops who were like, oh, I'd never I'd never go against the Constitution, yada, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden COVID happened, and they were like, uh, never mind. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I will, because I'll continue my, taking my, my paycheck, paycheck and my, my paycheck relies on it, so I will. If that's you, then hey, that's you. Be be upfront about it though. Don't pretend, don't pretend to be somebody you're not. Don't go around wearing if your thick blue line bracelet. Yeah, and, if that's you, then be you, homie. But don't pretend that you're some big supporter of America and the Constitution because you're not. Because I will have more respect for you. How little it is. Yeah. If, if you're just who you say you are, you're still my enemy. But I might respect you a little more if you if you were upfront about it. It's like, no, I am a jackboot for the state because they pay my. They put food in my mouth. Like, be honest about it. Oh, yeah, we got that a lot. Hey, the city ordinance says it. Not that I agree with it. Yeah. But it is what it is. Just go change the law then. But there's got to be law and order. There's got to be law and order. It's in the books, you know? Yeah. Meanwhile, there's drugs ramping around town, homeless people digging through the trash. It's like, oh, we really care about law and order. Yeah, sure you do. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, uh, why do you think I live in the country and not even like? Why do you think I stay uh, away from people? I'm just—it's tiresome to me. It, Everybody's a freaking hypocrite. If, if I can find a house with an asphalt road, 
to where whenever it rains, I don't have to worry about getting stuck or Just whether get I can a good get good gravel road. Well, Blue Sage will build you one. Well. They built mine. It's good even in the mud. Really? Mm-hmm. The Anyways, county road. It, that that might be an story. option. <laughs> the county road's yeah. a little rough, but that might be an option here. But no, hey, like I said, it's uh, whenever you're talking about that, I did that came up that somebody else that they're my bosses. Not that I agree with it. I get it. I get it. But no, you're still mm-hmm. doing the job and you're still pushing right. this law. Yeah. If you don't agree with it, then let me see it. Let's let your actions talk. I, you can say you don't agree with it till you're blue in the face, but I'm not. That's not what I'm seeing. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's something that like this mindset that we're kind of getting into is another thing that a lot more people are starting to come around to. Like we're not the only ones who are starting to feel this way. Other people are too, but it's like it's slowly mm-hmm. and and we're going to get there eventually where people are going to be like, "No." Yeah, and yeah. you're that, you're not number one. You're not going to move it, and number two, like if you're going to arrest me, we're going to have some problems. Yeah, that's where it's going. Like I said, but that's what, why I don't live in town. <laughs> I heard I heard from a lot of people, some people in the community, kind of murmuring around, right? That how my brother went about it and kind of handled it and posted some of that stuff on, which Facebook. I think was great. He yeah, he brought awareness to the issue. He brought awareness to the issue, and if you don't want to get here's caught. here's what happened. This man and we have made our living. You know, with trucks, one way or another, once you get into the trucking industry, you realize, hey, I can sell, I can buy and sell this truck. I can, uh, tires, motors, transmissions, you start seeing the value in those kinds of things, right? And I equated it to it whenever somebody shows up in the middle of the night, you know, with a tow truck that's going to haul away one of your trucks, that is equivalent to him. It's theft, but show up to somebody's house and try to take their guns. Same. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. You know what I mean? Or if you're an IT guy, show up and try to take their laptop. I know you think that you were just hauling off an old abandoned truck that didn't run. But no, it, it, to, to that person, it was a lot more than that. It has been a lot a more piece than of that. Their, an asset on the books in their business. Right. And to you, it looked like something else. But it, it it's to that equivalent. You just took... One of his tools that he uses to protect his family from hunger, from the weather, you know, has sheltered his family for the last 20, 25 years. Take a drill from a carpenter. Right, exactly. Go take the gun from the cop. It's what they use to do their job. Exactly. And that's what whenever people, what type of a reaction would you expect from somebody? Whenever you do something like that. Well, the people who are like griping about, oh, the way it was handled. If you throw a rock at a group of dogs, which one got hit? All of them. The one that's yelping. The one that's griping about it. Like that's the, you hit the mark and that's Mm -hmm. why they're throwing a fit. You know what I mean? But anyways, that's, uh, that was one of those things that, oh, there's got to be law and just law and order, all this crap. Uh, it it equated to that, you know? Mm -hmm. It, you there's this idea that like if if you really hit on something that's true and like you're kind of you're right and people kind of understand you're right. There's this idea that like well people will agree with you. It's like no. Like if if you are right and you're calling somebody else out on something that's you know they're wrong on, they're not gonna love you for it. They're not gonna agree with you. They're going to try to. They're gonna get Take really pissed off at you, and then they're gonna talk shit on you. That happened with me when I quit the school and I wrote my, I wrote a letter to the, just to the school board. I didn't like, I, it was just a letter meant for the school board. Like, Hey, this is why I'm resigning. 
here's all the reasons. This is what I see over the past few years. Here are all the problems with the school and the way it's being, like not just the school, but the education system. And this is what's wrong and this is what you're doing. I don't want, you don't have to tell anybody else about this. It's just for you. And the first thing that happened was one of them read it and got really pissed off and went and took it to the principal and then started telling people all around town about it. Like nothing I said in there was like mean or running anybody down or calling anybody out. It's like, here are the institutional problems that the mistakes we are making and you probably need to fix them or this isn't going to work. Like it wasn't like I was like, hey, so and so's a dick, and you know this other person doesn't do their job. Right. Like it, there was nothing of that in there. It was just like, hey, the biggest problem these kids have is they're in front of a screen all day, and we're making that worse because we're putting everything on the screen and everything's done on these. Like that was one of my points. Like this is probably not good. It's like all of it was like that. Or hey, we're focusing all our energy on the kids who absolutely don't want to learn and are way far behind and we're abandoning the kids that really want to learn like stuff like that and oh that made people pissed dude. no similar similar thing happened i'm not going to go all the way through it just because i would i'm going to keep some stuff under under wraps but same thing there was a, whenever i showed up that i left here the podcast studio it was my mom was out there at my brother's house uh there was only the cop and i showed up and I start talking to him, start asking him what's going on or whatever. And I asked him and I made that comment to him that, hey, if we're going to do this, we better apply this equally. Every time I see somebody else's truck out there where you're getting a phone call, we're going to apply this equally. I did, I'm not going to say the names or anything, but that bit of information made it back to, mm-hmm. to certain people and other stuff happened after that. But anyways, what there was confusion there. Somehow it got back to those people that it was my brother who said that. And there was other things that happened afterwards, but there's only one way that that could have been after, and on that altercation that it got back to those people. The cop. The cop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And went and he spread false information of who said it and what was said, and it escalated things to a higher level. Of personal threats, so, uh, like like I said, you're pointing something out, and even though you're right, people don't want to hear it. They just mm-hmm. want to get mad at you for it. Yeah, well, like I said, that that has been something, and it won't go further than that. But somebody who should have kept that supposedly professional, right? If he wasn't doing anything wrong, he shouldn't have gone over there and spread. And he wound up spreading false information to somebody, inaccurate information. And it led to other things that could have led to some violence. So. Well, it was a city cop, right? So let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) One other thing, uh, another news story that I want to hit, then you can hit yours. So the ATF, they're a three-letter agency. Um, The way they work is the director of the ATF is appointed. Everyone else is hired internally. Okay. It's a three-letter agency. But they, I'm not going to say they have the power to, but what they do is that they will make uh, final rules or opinion letters that have the force of law. So they interpret some of these definitions. They'll, they'll go through and change stuff. Anyway, so recently, like braces, right? So pistol braces have been legal. The ATF even said, yeah, this sounds great. Go for it. For the past 12 whatever years, 
And then with the stroke of a pen, they changed it. So legislators have to draft a bill, has to, you know, go out of committee, pass the pass both chambers of the House, and then be signed by the president. If the ATF wants to change something, all they do is they make a rule. It has to be posted to the Federal Register for uh, like a 90-day comment period. Then after that, it's it's they can do whatever they yeah, want with it. Because right? the legislative branch outsourced all of the lawmaking mm-hmm. to three-letter agents. Yeah, and, and there's a there's a court case about it called Chevron Deference. If you want to look it up, it's it's interesting, outlining some of the power. Anyway. So what they recently did, though, is they changed the definition of what it means to sell a gun to uh, for for business purposes. So now, when what they're what they're going for with this is if you sell a gun for profit. So say I buy a Glock for three hundred fifty bucks, I turn around and I sell it for four hundred bucks. I, under their new definition, should have my FFL license to be able right. to sell it. Even if you're like selling it to a, a family member. Say a you sell it to your dad or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so what they're trying to do is, I mean, completely outlaw private sales. Yeah. And the, the shitty thing about this is there is no uh, legislative process. They'll enact this. It'll go in. And like bump stocks, right? That was a Trump era thing. Trump banned bump stocks after the Las Vegas shooting. Just seven years now after the fact on a federal level not even scotus level but federal level uh was we finally saw some motion with that so if the atf implements this now whatever happened about that vegas shooting huh mm. with all the bump stocks he was using if you after say, all that's why we outlawed the bump stocks right the algorithm because is gonna the put guy was using you, the yeah. guy was using bump stocks wasn't he m240 <clears throat> no he wasn't he was yeah. but all right well Anyway, so that's something to be on the lookout. So if gonna, you sell a gun, you might be a felon. Yeah, be careful out there. I'm going to read my—we're going to st- end with my headline. This is just a headline. I thought this was the craziest story I saw all week. Scientists create an entity that is very much like a human embryo, but without using sperm, egg, or anything human. Horrific. That seems like a bad idea. All right, play the outro music. The entity is a let lizard. That, let that marinate. It's a lizard. Well, we're going to go uh, side in a rifle. We can. Let's get uh, Sam going to uh, get this uploaded. Actually, cool. you guys I'll probably got it. I'll probably just like take it home. I'll figure it out. I'm okay. not sure. We'll see what how the wife feels. She get might geared be throwing, up for the shoot. She might be throwing up again. And we're going to be back up here tomorrow. We'll do this one this week, and that one will be next week. And that one will be. I'm gonna wait. It's gonna be a surprise. Surprise guest. Surprise guest. Next time on the Capo Podcast. All right, producer. Shut.